previously. I remember rapping as a kid. It was that era when hip hop had just hit the scene. I also remember skateboarding. Cause along the way, we jack other skaters for the skateboards, take bikes, and anything that was slipping, we snatched that up too. Give me that shit. The gangs were all around us and their territories were mapped out. And we were just beginning to figure things out. When rap music touched down, there was no East Coast, West Coast. It was just rap. That's how I remember it. Getting put on the hood consists of initiation, an opportunity for a new recruit to prove their dedication to the gang. The violence of the 1990s. Police told Expose that Hispanic gangs are killing in record numbers. Let's talk about that time, KK. You got stabbed over there when you were writing on the wall. Like a lot of taggers got jumped into Rockwood in those days. Yes, well, they. They were in there just like courting fools on la brava. I remember at these neighborhood parties, they do some like soul train line type shit. Like all the homies on one side and all the homegirls or, or, or the homies dates on the other side. Fools used to pull up asking for their frios and $50 pour bottles, sherm sticks, angel dust, wet butt naked. strong arm robberies, you know, burglaries, car burglaries, you know, we was taking stereos, Alpines, Kenwoods, amplifiers, speaker boxes, everything and anything. These come-ups, it felt like it would go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't enough. At times, it was just to get a pair of all-white Cortezes 
or the black or blue suede ones with some chugs, some 501s, Frisco bands, and a pack or two of some Stanford white shirts from JCPenney. You gotta understand, in that life, style, wardrobe meant everything. The cleaner and the brand new you look, the more you would stand out, the more bitches you would get, the more females would be attracted to you. You know what I'm saying? In those days, the way that I remember it, my homeboy Sporty and my bro Poison, Venom, had a rap group called Homies. And I had my own called 213. We would hang out in my aunt's garage and watch rap videos, write and spit rhymes. And one day, we decided to be a single group and we combined the names and became Homies 213. Me, Sporty, and Venom. Like I trust no bitch, just say I trust no man. Just kick them little stories, but the hundred bullet holes. Just kick them little stories, but the hundred bullet holes. Like I trust no bitch, just say I trust no man. Simon, Simon, say yo soy ese pelón de la calle 25, del barrio más chido. So the plan to get equipment was still in effect. And the way I remember it, see, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, tell you the details, but there's a street where we would hang out at, and um, this one night, see, this is when, when, when motherfuckers had Dayton's on their car. So I remember this one night, this car made a right into a dead end street where we would hang out at, and um, this shit had gold Dayton's on it. Basically, it was all bison, so so when I seen that shit, you know, I told my bro, like, hey, fool, help me real quick. And um, we kind of, like, blocked off the car. You know, the way I remember is that we rolled a, a, one of the big trash trash can containers into the middle street, blocked it off, and at gunpoint, we was like, hey, bájense a la verga. So then, um, you know, as, as we got them off, you got to understand, I was a kid, you know, I was like 15, 16, maybe 14, I, I don't know. You know, as we pulled these fools out, my older homies fucking jumped in the car and rolled out in it. So, you know, it's like they do load us, you know what I'm saying? But but the thing is, we still had the paisa. So we took them fools and it's like we fucking arrested them fools. We put them against the wall with their hands up. We started fucking patting them down and we took all their shit. They had gold bracelets, fucking cowboy boots, like fucking belts, hats, dope on them, everything, you know, and those days, those shits were worth money, you know, the hats, the belts, and the boots, so, basically, um, you know, we, we, we got these fools, and, um, from, from that point, from that point on, me, Venom, and Sporty, we pulled all our resources together, you know, we linked back up with Motivate, we went and bought a, a Roland S550, a Tascam 4-track recorder, a couple of mics, a couple of headphone sets, uh, a tape deck, turntables, cables, and a bunch of other shit. And then from there, you know, Homies 2 and 3 started dropping all kinds of demos, left and right. Back then, when when I was recording demos with them, like the Glock, uh, for, for example, you know, I would play it for my black friends, you know? And people would just be like, yo, this is something different. Like, yo, I, you know, uh, 
you know, they had never heard with a flow like that before where, you know, the, the accent with the, he had the Spanish and the accent, you know, and the English with the Spanish, you know, Spanglish. I think Conejo was the first dude to be able to lay down uh, Spanish words at the right place in the rap, you know, like the, the punchline. He, he was good for that, you know, and when I saw that, I was like, there's something here, you know. Of course, you know, there's, that was early on. You know, that I, I realized that. In those days, man, we, we loved going to Motivate's Loft. You know, it was, in, it was in downtown. The address was 900 East 1st Street. And it, it, you know, it was lonely over there and shit. It was just full of fucking, like, straight crackheads and, you know, dolphins walking around. But in that building and, and the buildings that were surrounding it, it was just like, it was some artsy shit. You know, like, all artistic people were there. It was painters. Writers, poets, musicians, all that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, we embrace that. And, and like I said, we just, we love going down there. And then, um, like, when we first linked up with Motivate, he was living with his mom in one of those lives. But by the time we got everything, you know, he had moved into one of his own and had two roommates. One was an artist. That roommate that he had was the one that drew the original Notorious Man, you know, based off the Western Exterminator. You know, and um, you gotta understand, in those days, this was the 90s. You know, that gang life was, was serious in the 90s. You know, we, we'd go to the studio, and then, like, we'd go to the studio, and for us, it was like an escape. You know what I'm saying? We got a chance to talk about what we was going through on all those OG demos. You know, there was a mutual ground that we had between what we listened to in our cars and, and what we listened to, you know, what we make in the studio, okay? So basically that's what really kind of made made it formulate into something big you know we weren't really uh getting inspired by by other artists we were really in our own world you know uh because what we were creating wasn't fully acceptable you know back in those days so so we used to just uh just you know blend from what you know we just blended from inside man you know just making hard beats, you know, it's really hard to explain when you're doing something and and at the time you don't know that you're doing something great. You really, some, you know, sometimes you just do it, you know, so, you know, but our influence, you know, we were just basically influenced, you know, by each other and what, you know, and what there are different sound, you know, like the sound I brought to the table, you know, versus the sound that would be perfect for Conejo, so, you know, Put those all together and kaboom, you have, you know, a lot of self-influence. I think that's where, like, my love for music came from, you know, because 
We would spend countless hours, you know, smoking weed, you know, digging through the crates and just listening to music like jazz, soul, R&B, like hip hop, you know, like break beats and all that shit. And, you know, just to find the right loops so that we could rap on, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it was an amazing time in my life. And, and honestly, I, I miss those days. But in the beginning, that chemistry, we just had to make it, you know. It, it was quite easy, man. This guy had it. Like, his rap, he had it. He sounded real. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, that made it easy. You know, that made the chemistry even much more easier, you know. And, and keep in mind, you know, like, not every day was a good day. We did have, you know, we had bad days and stuff like that, you know. But, but uh, you know, overall... Those days were, exper- you know, those, those are the things we experienced. You know, I got like so many stories from down there. I remember one night fucking doing, doing acid with the Black Eyed Peas. And it was called the App Bank Clan. And they all had like Volkswagen bugs. And we was just like, we was all on acid, just like fucking driving all through downtown, fucking around. Just like a lot of dope shit happened over there, you know? We recorded so many records, like, the, really, the fun part was actually sitting up, um, you know, making the beats and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know those were the fun days. But we would go to um, this cat studio and in Reseda. His name was Benyad. Benyad is from Blood of Abraham, and uh, he was in, he's in the you know our whole circle, you know, of of uh, our crew. You know, a lot of people really don't even realize that 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 Black Eyed Peas is a big crew, and actually, Conejo is within that circle. Like, like we'd go out, like we'd work on a beat for a bunch of hours, one beat, hearing the fucking loop over and over, working on it, adding shit to it, and then we'd go out for a smoke break, and and they'd be filming all kinds of movies down there, you know. So we just sit and like, like watch as as you know, like action movies, you know, like. All types of shit like that went on. I remember this one day, we was gonna go to the studio, right? One time, we went, we were gonna go to the studio. And Motivate needed a new mixer, so. So I was like, hey, let's go by my girlfriend's house. You were like, all right, we're gonna go to Astros in Glendale. I don't know if y'all remember that place, but it was a place where they had all this DJ shit in, in Glendale. We were going to Guitar Center. We, we had to go buy a mixer, and then we were gonna head to the studio. So he, you know, he picks me up, me and my homeboy Psycho. We were in the car, smoking in the parking lot, and then I guess somebody saw us or something, and they called the police. So when we were, we were ready to leave, we come out, and the whole block is full of cops, and they all got the guns, and they're telling us to pull over. I got a gun in my pocket, but I don't tell nobody. I just, it was just like normal, you know, we're, we're driving around. And, and uh, Motivate had this um, this Camry, because he had married this this Japanese chick. And that was her shit, so we was, we was like, we was pushing her whip. So then, I remember we go down there by MacArthur Park, and we go right into the, into the Mara Salvatrucha hood. And I'm like, man, what you doing? And he's like, nah, nah, don't trip, they know, they, they know me. And this is, like I said, this is the 90s. Motherfuckers was deep. It was super deep out there, all serving. This was like, fools used to curb serve like crazy back then. And, um, 
you know, we pull up and, and, and like they know him, they know motivate. They don't trip on me. I got my hand, my hands in my pocket on the gun. And then what you guys want? And I was like, let me get an ounce. And then we looked at it, we kind of smelled it. You know, back then we smoked stress and shit. As long as the shit didn't have a bunch of seeds and fucking sticks and looked all dry, you know, it looked nice and green, you know, we, we, we get that shit, so we got it. Then, uh, then we went down to Melrose. We, we bought, over there we went down there to get some vinyl, you know, some old records. And then we decided to go back to, to, um, See, I don't know if Astrid was in Glendale or Burbank, but we went back to Glendale because that's where Motivate's chick was living at. So as we go back over there, we park under, like the, it was like an underground parking lot type shit. So, you know, I get off, I gotta take a leak. So I'm on the side of the apartments taking a fucking leak. And then this tree branch was like hanging over to the apartment side. There was a fence and, um, they had these little fruits that when I was a kid and we would ditch elementary and go walk around, we would always go pick them. They, they grew in the hood. They were, it was called like misfedos or something like that. They're like yellow. They're like almost like a guayaba, but a little bit different. And then, um, so I'm over here breaking the branch, trying to get this big old, and then this Armenian dude comes out and he's like, hey, stop that. I'm gonna call the police. And I'm like, man, this shit's on this side. And then he's like, I'm gonna call the police. And I'm like, all right, man, fuck you. So I, you know, I go back to the car and I got a vinyl sitting on my, like, all over my legs, I got this vinyl record, right? And um, we got this, I got this vinyl record and you know, I'm breaking up, we rolling up. So we there another like 25 minutes, but by this time the cops were like surrounding the building. So as we pull out, we come up out of the, uh, up, up out of the parking lot they were to the left and to the right. So all I hear is like, with the weapons drawn, like, you know, like, put your hands up, hold it right there, stop the car, whatever the fuck. But Motivate, he, you know, he's not, he's not knowing what's going on. So he straight makes a left out of the apartments. We go down the block a little bit and they fucking, they block us off. They block us off and he still don't know what's going on. So then they're like, okay, driver, you know, they, they draw on us and they're like, you know, driver, you know, with your left hand or whatever the fuck, get the keys out, throw it outside, open the door and lay on the floor. So the next thing you know, motivates laying on the floor face down. The helicopter's up in the sky. And then I tell my, I tell my boy Psycho like, man, fool, I got, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a, a blammer on me. And he's like, man, put that shit in your shoe. And I remember at that point I had it in my back pocket. So they tell him to get out. He was in the backseat. So he gets out. It was a four-door a four door Camry. So he gets out, and I'm alone in the car. So I reach for it, and they seen that I was moving around. And, and as I, like, pulled it out to try to go for my shoe, they're like, don't move, don't move. I'll shoot you. I think if this, that same situation would have happened now, in 2020, 2021, you know, 2019, 2018, they would have just killed me on the spot. That, that would have been a good enough. And then they, they would have found a heat. You know, that would have been justified. But I pull it out and they're like, don't move. We'll shoot. We'll shoot. I end up dropping it. It drops right between my feet. They, um, so they finally get to me. They pull me out. I come out with the record with the weed on it, with the ounce sitting on it. And, um, and then they see the gun. So they call it out. You know, we got a whatever the fuck, whatever, like, 
cold it is for like a weapon. So they um basically they um you know they arrest all three of us. They take us out to to the, to the Glendale Police Department, and then um I call the house, have my mom bail out Motivate. Motivate gets bailed out. Psycho gets released, and I go on to like I, I go on to court to the county. They got the guns pointed at us, <laughs> and we did. We they pulled us out. You know, we, we they took us to jail and all this. To make a long story short, I ended up getting a DA reject in the end of all this because like the way they stopped us was illegal or some bullshit like that. So I ended up getting a DA reject, and then I ended up getting released. Uh, we came back out. And uh, we actually did end up finishing that, that pr finishing those songs. But that that was a thorn in our side that day. From the county jail, and I remember I ran, walked, whatever the fuck. You know, you come out. That Denny's was right there, and then you know you just follow that 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 street, and then it'll lead you to the back through the back of of where that 900 East First Street. So I pull up to the bars, jump up on the window. What's up, motivate? I'm out. And he's like, you know, he's happy. I, I, I come in. I'm like, man, let me jump in. Let me, let me take a shower. I take a shower, smoke some weed with him. And then I'm like, man, let, take me to the pad. So then we go to the pad and we pick up Bandit. So we go to this park. And we're blazing some more. We're hearing beads. We're just blazing. And we're like, man, I'm fucking hungry. So then, um, man, we're like, let's go to Tommy's. So like, all right, let's go to Tommy's. So then we go to Tommy's. As we walk into Tommy's, there was a dude like at the counter paying. And um, this dude had jumped me at school with all his homies. So when I seen him, I told Bandit like, hey, fool, let's, let's jump this fool. This fool, like, he jumped me. And Bandit's on some shit like, nah, fool, get down with him one-on-one. -on -one. He, he's by himself. So as I'm ordering the, the food, they hand me the drink. So I had like a large drink. As soon as they gave me the drink, I popped that fool in the head with the drink. And I just... I flight at that fool. I took off on him, you know? And then um, I remember his girl threw a napkin dispenser at me. I picked that shit up. I banged that bitch in the head with the, with the, with the napkin dispenser. And then I told the dude, I'm like, man, I'm going to smoke your ass right now. So I ran to the car to see what was there, but there was nothing. So I remember there was like a, like a L, you know, to take off the, the tires, of the tire, of the, you know, for the car take off a tire so I wrapped that shit like in a towel or something or a sweater and I ran back in like I had a shotgun and homeboy see me running back up and he man that fool ran out jumped in his shit and peeled the fuck out left his girl right there so then the dude at the Tommy's was like man I'm calling the police I'm calling the police so we jumped in Motivate's shit and uh, Motivate's like man you know he's like fuck you tricks like I ain't fucking with you no more man this shit's like nothing but trouble with you you know <laughs> so, you know that that's like that 900s first shit. Like, it just honestly it was just like I got dope memories from it. Like, you know, just like producing some of some of like the classic demos. You know, like from man, I just I remember when we did that song on Enemigas Get Shot Up. That beat, I, I I think it's a Quincy Jones loop. It is, and I just I, I remember that night. It was just so high and it just sounded so like it just sounded it sounded so like so Westside HPS you know and see you gotta understand like I, I've said this before in, in 91 they they killed 17 of my homies 
And every year they would kill like 13, 12, 11. It was always over 10. So a, a, a lot of those, and we were at war with, you got to understand, like, in L.A., like, in those times, like, no gang got along with no gang, basically. You know, there was some gangs where you didn't really have no shit with, but, but you know, like, for the most part, like, the way my hood was, we were surrounded by enemies, and, and, and you know, we, we never, like, looked at it like, oh, shit, we was never overwhelmed by it, or we never looked at it like we outnumbered or, or nothing like that, you know? We just, it was just part of life, and we, we just dealt with it, you know, and we went at it with everybody, like, like, like if it was just, you know, like, like tying your shoelaces, you know, it was normal. So, you know, and, 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 and Motivate was able to like, to like take that from us, put it on a beat, and, and those became like hood classics, you know, like Nivaros Primero, I had a song called I'm Psycho. Um, man, there was just, just so many, you know, young, uh, Soy, Soy Tuco's, um, The Glock. I could tell you a story about The Glock. It was something new to us, The Glock. The Glock said hit the streets, so. And I went to my homeboy's house that lived on Estrella. And uh, we, one of my uncles, he, he used to have this burgundy fucking um, narc car. Straight narc car, we would do fucking all kinds of shit in this shit because it, it straight looked like the police you know so we pull up to the homie's house to, to buy some weed from him and everything and like you know we getting high and i was like i had that beat that beat is a loop from the clash i think it's called london calling or some shit like that and then um uh, i remember like I, I i start spitting that shit for the homie and then next thing you know like he went and cop some glocks and shit you know and, and you know, it's I could tell you stories like that on uh, basically all the songs, on most of the songs, you know. Because um, as a matter of fact, like like the song, if you hear the song um, "Mi Barrios Primero," my my homeboy basically um, he dissed another another Chicano rapper that now everybody hears. This is way back. I'm talking about the '90s, because he thought he was from another hood because of a song he made. But in reality, he wasn't even from that hood. He just had made that song, you know? You know, what could I say? You know, I know we can't go back to those times. They're just dope memories. And, and, and you know, it, it was a blessing to to even have the opportunity to, to, to live that out. You know? This episode was brought to you by Bonnaroo.org Make sure you check out our newly designed store and merchandise Make sure you subscribe to the Inside of Sinister Mind Patreon A hub that offers produced video, behind the scenes content Get in depth music and lyric breakdown episodes Subscribers will get to download exclusive music soundtracks So for more information, you already know Inside, a sinister mind.com.